Hey guys, welcome to the Smile the Leather Cricket Podcast, where we discuss all things cricket from an average Joe's perspective. I'm your host Adit. Joining me, as always, is my co-host Gorov. And today we're going to be taking a look at the recently concluded Test series between England and Sri Lanka, which went two nil to England, and they lifted the highly prestigious uh, Moose Cup. And to go into specifics of all of this, we also have a special guest who's a full-time cricket enthusiast. and is also your everyday uh, scientist on the side but no uh, kidding aside i think as we go through this episode we'll see that he uh, he's been aptly named on twitter as the armchair critic 6 um so make sure to give him a follow and welcome to the podcast yashan uh, hi adit and gaurav thank you for having me it's it's uh, actually a pleasure having you and um, without any further ado i think we should get straight into it So gents before coming to the both of you uh just want to throw some numbers out there which sort of puts the series in perspective for me at least so Sri Lanka's 135 in the first innings of the first test is the lowest ever uh, uh innings total at goal and England's chase of 164 for 4 uh in the second test is the highest by a visiting side at goal which made it England's sixth consecutive test victory in sri lanka going all the way back from 2012 um and on that note gorov i want to start with you and uh, your thoughts on england's performance in the series yeah look they'll be uh, they'll be delighted with this win uh, although this was not the strongest of the sri lankan team that we have seen over the years but make no mistake they were put under the pressure lot of times but they managed to absorb the pressure and put it back on the sri lankans most of the times like we saw on the second innings of the second test match the uh, sri lanka were in with a very good chance and uh, the english spinners managed to bowl them out for 126 so which was pretty much the game in england's uh, side they uh, before then it was mostly sri lanka dominating the game apart from that they didn't have four of their first choice players in stokes archer uh, pope and rody burns as well so that was uh, that was challenging as well plus they had just the one day practice uh, in humban trota i guess uh, that was a pretty greenish surface as well so uh, plus uh, living in the bio all of that it makes so much difficult uh, so yeah look um, their captain uh, the spinners in the second innings there were so many positives for england uh, there's a much more tougher si- uh, tougher series that coming ahead for england but they, uh, i think they managed to get all that they could from this uh, sri lankan series and they'll be really high on confidence and looking forward for the indian series for sure i think sri lanka um, they're not a side that's ta- to be taken lightly and hishan i want to come to you on uh, again england's performance and what you made of it i think england would be very pleased with their performance throughout this series and unfortunately for sri lanka the 2-0 uh, scoreline at the end of the series reflects uh, england's dominance throughout the series um sri lanka i think there were two critical points they batted badly in the first innings of the first test and the second innings of the second test uh, and that handed the advantage uh, to england uh but also i just want to like gaurav said coming into this series there were a lot of concerns about uh, england's preparation from the, from the england management and joe root himself uh, the last time england uh, played a test match was against pakistan 
um, in August uh, 2020, I believe, and that was at home in England. Um, and they had very limited preparations due to the weather in Sri Lanka and, and then Moeen Ali's uh, positive uh, COVID diagnosis. Uh, but I think the interesting thing for England was that they continued to improve throughout this series. And this is uh, very typical of what we saw with Dom Best and Jack Leach. Uh, sure, they got wickets in the first test, but they were pretty inconsistent. They were bowling a lot of short balls to the uh, Sri Lankan batsmen. And of course, some of them were unfortunately getting wickets. But you could see that they were struggling to build pressure. So. Overall, I think not only did England uh, win this series 2-0, but the big positive for them would be the fact that they continued to improve uh, throughout the series, especially their bowlers. And, you know, Joe Root was magnificent. This is uh, some of the most dominant batting that we've seen in Sri Lanka uh, since the early 2000s when, when Brian Lara scored 600 runs uh, in, in a three-match series. So overall, I think England would be very pleased, not only with this series result, but as, as Gaurav said, uh, the big series coming up against India in, in a couple of weeks' time. For sure. I think I want to go back to the point you mentioned about the England spinners and sometimes them bowling bad balls and getting wickets off them. I think uh, Tom Best in the first test, uh, I think he got he bowled a, a rank uh, short ball to Dikwela and he smashed it straight uh, to point and got out and he didn't even celebrate for that wicket. He was just shaking his head. So I think that pretty much summed up England's spin bowling, at least in the first test. But as you said, you know, they came back pretty well in the second test. They did not get any wickets in the first innings of the second test, but then they managed to pick up all 10 in the second innings. I also want to talk about England's openers. They struggled in the first six innings. Embaldinia picked their wickets in all of the six innings. But then uh, Sibley managed to salvage a 50-plus score in that uh, second in the chase of the second test, which would give him a lot of conf- confidence going into the uh, India series. And uh, Joss Butler, for all the critics that he has uh, back in England, uh, talking about the best glovesmen, I think he did incredibly well behind the wickets, as well as he got those crucial runs. And in that chase in the second test, he just came out with that uh, vengeance in his eyes that he knew what he was going to do and how he was going to get those runs. So I think a lot of positives for England, as you all have mentioned, um, and it just stands them in good stead going into the India series. Uh, now, we've spoken about England, but then uh, sh- the other side of the coin is Sri Lanka's performance. And Heshan, I want to come to you first on this. Uh, how do you sum up Sri Lanka's performance uh, on this two-test match series? I think Sri Lanka's performance uh, can be summed up, unfortunately, as pretty typical of what we've seen maybe over the last um, six to eight years. Um, In this particular test series, um, there were two instances, which I mentioned previously, of very, very poor batting, poor shot selection, uh, which completely um, undid the hard work uh, of in the second innings uh, in the case of the first test and the first innings of the case of the second test. And unfortunately, Sri Lankan's uh, batting performances, uh, it's very typical of, of, of recent performances in South Africa uh, and then uh, going back to in- last time England was here. Um, why this is happening? Uh, it is a combination, I believe, of uh, just inconsistency, um, selection issues and personnel being shuffled uh, up and down the order. If we look at Sri Lanka's top eight batsmen who've been playing test cricket now, 
there is no lack of experience. I think that needs to be said uh, from the outset. You have guys who have 40 to 60 test matches worth of experience. Uh, but unfortunately, you have only two guys uh, who are averaging in the 40s, and that is Angelo Matthews and Dinesh Chandimal, who hovers in the high 30s to the 40s, depending on uh, how much uh, how many runs he's getting. Um, so I think Dimut Karnaratna's loss on the morning of the first test was, was, was a big loss. He's the anchor of Sri Lanka's batting. He has been for a few years. Um, but apart from that, you have Lahiru Tirimana, who scored... 100. Uh, but what does this mean? We've seen in the media and in the print media that this is a long overdue 100. Um, this is his 38 test match, only his second test 100. He now has a test match average of 23. Um, this is the same test match average as uh, Mitchell Stark, for example. So what, is, what does that tell you? Uh, you know, as a Sri Lankan cricket fan, you hope this is a turning point or is this a one-off 100? Only time will tell. There are many test matches coming up for Sri Lanka, so we will know if that is the case. Uh, and then you have people like Kusal Pereira. Uh, the obvious question is, is he a test match opening batsman? Uh, you know, we see him consistently playing outside off stump, his inability to leave balls outside off. Um, and he is a good uh, test cricketer. Let, let's not make any mistake about that. But, but a lot of the runs that he has scored as a test cricketer has been at uh, number five or number six. Uh, and then we have we have the wicket-keeping position. Um, again, Dikwala scored a, a very well-constructed 90-odd, uh, his highest test score. Um, but again, there's the issue of consistency with him. Um, he has been known to play very erratic shots, very erratic innings, but this was very different. He put his head down, he absorbed the pressure, he worked the singles and scored a really well-constructed 94. Now, is this again like Tirimana? Is this a one-off thing or is this a turning point in his career? Um, and I believe that it really needs to be considered because since the advent of wicketkeepers like Gilchrist, Sangakara, Dhoni, and more recently, Richard Pant, you need... Uh, a, a wicket keeper who can consistently get you runs and who has a test average in the, in the high 30s or even in the 40s in the case of uh, the Gilchrist and the Sangakaras. So I think Sri Lanka's batting needs to be looked at. There is no shortage of young talent coming through. Um, and I, I believe that there is a, a sort of a lot of um, mention in the media of, of a new selection committees with a focus on younger talent. Uh, but, you know, we have a West Indies series coming up in, in, in a month or so. Uh, they would have to make some tough calls. And I think most of those tough calls will have to be made around the future of uh, Sri Lanka's top six or top eight. Uh, and hopefully with the focus on introducing more young talent. I completely agree there. Uh, now, Gaurav, we've heard from a Sri Lankan uh, cricket follower who's been observing Sri Lankan cricket uh, a lot. And I want to come to you as as a more neutral viewer. What did you make of uh, Sri Lanka's performance? Pretty much like Hishan said, it's uh, the selection issues. Uh, and just the news came out today that their chief selector has resigned, citing personal issues as well. So uh, hopefully we'll see a better selection panel. And uh, for me, it's giving more chances to a player, I think they've been pretty inconsistent with that. Uh, there's some real good players, uh, batsmen to be specific in the Sri Lankan side. Uh, it's just about giving more and more chances. Yeah, uh, this was both the test matches they had 
a very strong grip in each of the test match they let it slip away and it was uh, most of it had to do with the batting so yeah look sri lankan side i would say are the new pakistan side they are, they are just you don't know which sri lankan side won't turn up uh, a year back they they won in south africa where most of the teams find it tough to beat them and then they lose to england at home they and if you remember they uh, won over england in the 2019 world cup which was a pretty uh, unexpected result that uh, that was there so yeah look sri lankan side there's definitely a lot of talent there and it's just about giving more and more chances i feel but yeah this would be a real disappointing series for them and hopefully greater things are ahead for the sri lankan cricket and hope we shall uh, just touching a little bit on hishan's point regarding kusal pereira as an opening bat uh, if you look at all his dismissals in this series it's just slashing at balls um, not playing the test match way and as an opening bat you cannot do that you cannot afford to do that uh, i mean if we, if you go back to the first innings of the first test two quick wickets fell uh, for sri lanka and then he brings out a reverse sweep uh, right after on the first morning of a test match uh, and he got caught at slips so make no mistake he when he looks when he plays his shots he looks really good but then uh, as an opening bat i don't think he fits in there uh, maybe going forward karunaratne and hopefully tiramane can continue his good form from the series and then uh, pereira can drop a low down the order and give them uh, along with dikwella and pereira that that's a, a pretty uh, you know aggressive combination down the order um, and Oh, coming to their bowling a little bit, Asita Fernando, I really like him. Uh, he played the second test in South Africa and he impressed there as well. Uh, even here in the first uh, uh, test in the second innings, he got those quick couple of wickets and it kind of put England uh, under the pump a little bit. Um, I would have also liked to see Vishwa Fernando. I mean, from the South Africa series, he just got a five-wicket haul and then you come home I I would have wanted I know uh, you know team combinations and all of that but then I would have liked to uh, see him being given a run as well. Also one more thing I wanted to point out was Dinesh Chandimal's captaincy in this uh, test series. Uh now in the first test yes they got bowled out for 135 in the first innings but then when you come out you cannot have fielders uh, on the boundary line giving them easy singles it ju- it just made it easy for england because they always had that option of a single uh, to get off strike and uh, uh, rotate and keep the scoreboard moving uh, and similarly in the uh, in their chase in the second test uh, when england were reeling again two quick wickets um, you know uh, chasing 164 and then they did not put the pressure on uh, you know sibley who was struggling throughout the series he, he again he scores his runs on the leg side and then there was always an option for a single on the leg side for him chandimal faltered a little bit over there um, and then yeah obviously embeldenia i think he pretty much stood out uh, for sri lanka in this series um we can probably sum up this series as a battle between root and embeldenia with support from uh, either of the teams um so Gorov let's start with you on uh, Lasith Embeldenia probably the first time you're seeing him on the big stage what did you make of him uh, yeah i had a uh, look at him during the series in south africa as well where he took a five wicket haul and for some reason he wasn't picked uh, 
this time around uh, so that was surprising but yeah look uh, highly impressed by him he's got a high release point gets a lot of revelations on the ball and because of the height gets bounce as well so uh, this a lot of drift that he gets as well so uh, already is being compared to the great man irath himself uh, uh, left arm spinner gets more spin compared to that of herath but uh, yeah look uh, it was it was great to see him uh, along the along the bat as well that 40 was vital but yeah look is is a great prospect for sri lankan cricket i think uh, bec- uh, but the sad part again is like i said he wasn't picked for the south african tour and i think wahidu hasaranga was picked ahead of him during the south african tour just because of the uh respin option uh, which somehow i find it very weird because in test cricket uh, still i think there's a lot of scope and lot of need for finger spin and uh, it's not got to do with uh, finger spin versus the respin that we see uh, in the limited overs uh, these days so yeah i think hopefully they give him more and more chances even Uh, in the overseas tour because he's got all the weapon i think uh, the height the drift uh, the loop is there yeah look great prospect for sure high praise from gorov there hishan uh, what do you make of ambaldenia it was it was very exciting to see uh, a young spinner um, perform so well under such trying conditions uh, keep in mind he's just 24 years old he had only played seven test matches before this and he had a very unfortunate start to his test career actually so he made his debut in 2019 um in in south africa actually uh, and uh, he suffered a, a dislocated thumb trying to take a return catch so he had 12 surgery he was out of the game for a couple of months uh, but from all reports from sri lanka cricket he is this young hard working cricketer who is constantly looking to improve his game uh, and he just bowled his heart out in this series so 15 wickets at 27 but i think the the key statistic is that he bowled 119 overs yes. to get there um so he he carried the workload uh, and what was very impressive like gaurav said was the drift but also his ability to bowl long spells and just continue to suffocate the english batsmen even to joe root who then started bringing out the reverse sweep he was making joe root play slightly more high risk shots uh, and i believe imbuldenia could have gotten much more wickets if he had a little bit more support at the other end now he was building pressure but then you had um, hasaranga and dilruan uh, in the first test and then in the second test it was dilruan and ramesh mendis who were just not able to build pressure so then what the english batsmen jorut in particular were doing was you know being more watchful uh, towards imbuldenia and then scoring runs at the other end and we know the importance of bowling in partnerships especially in test cricket on turning wickets when there's the runs dry up that's when that's when the wickets really start coming so an exciting exciting performance from imbuldenia and and hopefully uh, he's managed well by sri lanka uh, sri lanka cricket unfortunately Uh, the administration doesn't have a good record of managing young talent and and making sure they they get the training and and the mental uh, aspect of the game uh, so but we'll see it's it's an exciting start to his career no doubt yeah uh, it was wonderful to watch him bowl just carrying the sri lankan attack on, uh, at such a young age uh, was something magnificent and hishan you mentioned his figures there uh, 15 wickets at 27 but if you take Uh, out the runs that Root scored against him, 
he basically got his wickets at 14 apiece uh, against mm-hmm. the rest of England. Uh, I think uh, Root played him really well. He, As you said, he did bring out those high-risk shots and fortunately for him, it did pay off uh, as he did not get out to Ambledonia, but then it's about get it's about making those the batsmen play those high risk shots in Test match cricket, mm-hmm. and that's what he did very well. And as Gaurav said, oh. that forty in his second in in the second innings. I mean, without that, Sri Lanka did not stand a chance in that uh, second Test, and he basically carried the bat and then carried it on with the ball as well. It was literally at that point uh, Ambledonia versus England, uh, so it was wonderful to watch him uh, carry on his work. One point on his bowling, though, uh, you, uh, you guys mentioned 15 wickets and five of those were caught at first slip of the outside edge uh, uh, from the right-handers, I think. So uh, so if one point that I noticed was if he could get the slider better, uh, much like Herat did. And uh, uh, so on those pitches where there's a lot of turn, that ball that comes straight and hits the pad, it's invaluable, which, was, uh, which Herat mastered throughout his career. That was one thing if he, uh, he would really like to have in his armory and uh, boy, he would be uh, lethal then if he can uh, add that. 100%. Uh, now, we also had Ruth Masterclass, a double century in the first test, a wonderful 186 in the second test. Heshan, uh, what did you think of the England captain? Look, I think it was it was just outstanding batting uh, and at a, at a consistently high-level batting under very trying conditions, which are unfamiliar to English uh, batsmen. Now, coming into this series, I felt Joe Root uh, had a little bit of pressure on him. There was a lot of discussion about his conversion rate. Uh, You know, the 30s and 40s not becoming the big hundreds that you expect from uh, a member of the quote-unquote top four batsmen in the world. But, you know, 400 plus runs uh, in Sri Lanka, I thought he had a very, very organized technique uh, and he, very, he had simplified his technique down to what we've seen Joru play when he's uh, playing in England. Uh, he was either coming all the way forward or, or using the depth of his crease to go all the way back. Uh, and that was something that was missing from a lot of the other English batsmen. And that was the key difference in Joru. Uh, and then, of course, his sweeping. Uh, he had a number of versions of the sweep, the paddle sweep, the, the regulation sweep down to deep square leg. Uh, and then, of course, the reverse sweep, which he was using very, very effectively. But at the end of at the end of the series, if you, in hindsight, he was he was the key difference. He completely dominated um, the the Sri Lankan bowlers, uh, and they were just unable to find a way to get him out. Eventually, runouts were were the only way that seemed to be able to get the man out. But it was just brilliant batting, and he seems to have really worked on on a method to deal with turning wickets. Uh, in the subcontinent. It will be very exciting to see how he deals with the likes of uh, Ashwin and, and whoever else the second spinner is uh, for India in the upcoming series. And uh, I think it will be a challenge to get him out uh, even even uh, for the Indians. That nicely transcends on to my question for Gaurav. So uh, are you a little bit nervous as an Indian fan seeing Joe Root come off these uh, brilliant scores? Uh, what did you make of it and how do you see him uh, going forward. Yeah, look like Hishan mentioned, he uh, he compared that to Brian Lara's 2001 series. I think that's the highest praise that you can get for Root because that series was uh, was one for the ages. People still talk about how uh, Lara managed to play Muldi that time. Uh, so yeah, look, I think he's made some t- technical changes as well. Uh, the past few months, he was mostly going back and this 
this time we saw him go back and across as well plus to the spinners he was more open stance which let him kind of maneuver the ball spinning ball on the either side of the wicket uh, and all of uh, on top of that uh, like ishan said the conversion rate stock he has in fact one of the worst conversion rates uh, in test history uh, he has been batting well, uh, no doubts about that just the conversion things was was missing uh, yeah look uh, in uh, if you put it simply he always had that very simplistic technique uh, uh, which lets him play the strokes he want uh, without uh, taking much effort uh, much risks and the sweeps uh, i mean the range of slog sweeps and the conventional sweeps were just uh, amazing to see uh, talking about the indian series i think it will be a great battle uh, i think ashwin uh, even 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 if the pitches are not turning is is a great, uh, great uh, mastermind bowler in indian conditions his record speaks for itself but yeah look uh, root uh i think would be up for it it will be it will be a great battle yeah he sure should be because he also scored 42% of england's runs in this series and uh we also saw sangakara mentioning in one of the post match um uh conversations that he when he saw jorud batting he learned something from that as well and when you have someone like a sangakara saying that i think uh, jorud knows he's doing something right it was a short series a two match series but then Uh, for you hashan what were the key moments uh, of what defined the series as a whole um i think it's hard to look beyond those two batting failures uh, from sri lanka I, to me i think we've already spoken about it but those two batting failures the the first innings of the first and the second innings of the second um you know 46 overs was the first innings 35 overs i believe was the second you you just cannot do that especially uh, in a place like gaul where first innings runs are at a premium um you you put runs on the board in the first innings and you completely change the complexion of of a game uh, in the second innings you know there there was a chance sri lanka were ahead by 40 if they had got 200 plus runs there um, you would have had a one all series as opposed to a 2-0 whitewash so those to, to me were the key point uh, uh, reasons that Sri Lanka lost this series uh, just poor batting performances but on the positive for England I think the you of course you have Joe Root and his batting but there was a lot of key partnerships with Joe Root and between other batsmen that I feel really uh, wrestled the uh, advantage away from Sri Lanka in the first test there was the Root and Bairstow um 100 run partnership for the third wicket keeping in mind that Sibley and Crawley were not really firing and they were losing their wickets usually uh, you had england at uh, two for about 10 15 runs uh, in most cases so it was up to that third and fourth wicket partnerships to really get uh, england out of trouble there um, so it was best to and root uh, 100 runs for the third and then i thought they beat on dan lawrence and root combined 170 for the fourth wicket in the first test those were two critical partnerships to me which basically battered uh, sri lanka out of that uh, out of that first test and then in the second test you saw uh, butler's batting i thought root and butler combined for a critical partnership and then butler and sibley also um guiding uh, england home in that fourth innings was very important and the the real uh, key moment also to, for me was uh, uh, of course the great uh, jimmy anderson's bowling i thought uh, you don't expect uh, fast bowlers to have such a Uh, impact on on test matches in gold but he, outstanding figures uh, and 
it's really changed how we look at fast bowlers as not necessarily uh, being strike bowlers, but more pressure bowlers. And he bowled 29 overs, I believe, for 40 runs. Uh, just completely building pressure and then getting some key wickets. He got the wickets of Matthews, who was on 100 plus, uh, Dikwala, who was on 90, and I believe Tiriman, who was on 40 odd at the time. So he got some set batsmen out at important times. Uh, and I think that was key because Sri Lanka got bowled out for 380 as a result of that. But that could just have been easily have been 480 if not for uh, Jimmy Anderson's bowling. So there were some critical uh, matchups throughout the series that uh, Sri Lanka consistently lost. Uh, and that is unfortunately reflected uh, in, in the 2-0 uh, score at the end of the series. Very nicely put there, Hishan. And uh, not to forget, Jimmy Anderson's partner in crime, Stuart Broad, did pretty uh, well as well. And if you look at their combined figures in the series, it's 55 overs, 27 maidens, 74 runs. Nine wickets at an average of uh, 8.5 and an economy rate of 1.33. I think, you know, ha- having someone like a broad come in for the first test and then replace uh, someone who has 500 test wickets with someone who has 600 test wickets, I think England are blessed in that regard. Uh, Gaurav, uh, apart from what Hishan uh, very nicely put there, did you uh, consider any other key moments from the series? No, it's the same for me. The second innings of the second test, I think they had a real huge advantage. Uh, it was a total mess up. Uh, more than the runs they scored, it was the approach that they took, uh, like, like uh, their coach said as well. It was it was not the approach that they talked about in the dressing room. For some reason, uh, it was Steve Smith's brain fade moment for all the batters, I believe. Uh, because it was not uh, something that you're uh, you're totally going for runs. It was not uh, defensive. It was in between, and they they were just uh, themed out of the place. So yeah, uh, apart from that, it was you have got to give it to the English team as well. They performed outstanding. Well. Yeah, and I think a special mention should be given for the banter slash sledging in this series. Uh, Coming from the India-Australia series and the abuses hurled, you saw a very different side of how sledging or uh, the banter can be put forward. You know, Dikwela came up with some unbelievable lines. They're asking Root if his bat was good and if he had a spare one. And then you had him sledging uh, Besto for his IPL contract and stuff like that. So all of this just added to the series. It was such a well-fought series and it, it was played in great spirits, which was uh, good to see. So yeah, Hishan, we would also like to know going forward for Sri Lankan cricket, whatever has happened over the past few years and uh, with the highs and the lows and this, this West Indies tour that's coming ahead. What do you see the problem probable changes um, uh, in the team and now that we know there's uh, changes in the selection committee as well, how do you see Sri Lankan cricket going forward? I think the result of this series has brought to a head the the issues of of Sri Lanka cricket which have been going on for for quite a few years now, which is stemming from um, improper player management and issues in the administration. So over the last, I think, 24 to 48 hours, a report which had been ordered by uh, the sports minister has been released. Uh, and there's a few critical points in that, uh, which uh, he, along with Myla Jayawardena, who's the head of uh, Sri Lanka's um, new sports administration committee, not limited to cricket, but sports in general in Sri Lanka, 
Uh, and one of the things is that they want to uh, introduce a new selection committee. Uh, and also they want to change the domestic cricket structure in Sri Lanka. So domestic cricket in Sri Lanka has for many years had this issue of having 20 plus teams uh, playing in the first class structure, which is essentially diluting out the quality of cricket that first class cricketers are playing in that step before coming into test cricket. So we have 20 million people in Sri Lanka, the same number as Australia. Australia has six first-class teams. So we have 24 to 27 first-class teams. So in comparison, you can see how much the quality of cricket has been diluted. So to address that, I think they're talking about changing the first-class structure uh, and the whole domestic uh, tournament structure. They're also provide, uh, wanting a very high priority for discipline and fitness uh, in the pool of Sri Lankan cricketers. Uh, Historically, there has been an issue with fitness and more recently it has been brought to light where eight to 10 uh, cricketers in training for the West Indies white ball tour have failed their fitness test. Uh, so now the sports minister along with Mahela have really wanted to have a higher priority, not only for fitness, but also general discipline, uh, which, which they feel is critical to the performance. And they're also changing the contracts of, of Sri Lanka cricket. So it's going to be more performance-based contracts as opposed to only having a central contract. Um, so obviously more runs, more wickets uh, means that you are getting paid slightly more. And they're also planning uh, to appoint a director of cricket to assist Mickey Arthur uh, and overlook the day-to-day -day functioning. So it's, it's uh, positive news. Uh, hopefully most of these things are actually implemented. We have a young sports minister who is a former Sri Lanka rugby captain himself. So he's not only a politician, but also a sportsman. So he's coming from a unique angle. Um, and we are hoping that these changes will actually have an effect on Sri Lanka's performances as well. Uh, you asked about the West Indies tour, you know, that will be the first, um, first outing for this uh, new selection committee. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of players that they pick. Will they make some hard decisions to let go of some uh, some senior players? There is a lot of talk that Dilruan Pereira may be the first to go. Uh, he is 38 years old. He's been a great spinner for Sri Lanka, but there is sort of a general feeling that his best years may be behind him. So I think they're planning to announce the squad to the West Indies, which is both a test and a white ball squad. Uh, maybe in two to three weeks' time from now. So it'll be interesting to see, and I'm hoping that they, they make some hard decisions. They have a focus on young talent, uh, and we're playing a lot of cricket this year, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I think those were some real good insights right there, and uh, we as cricket fans, look, we want to see Sri Lankan cricket back on track because historically, Sri Lankan cricket are known to be a very tough uh, side who play cricket in the right way, the way it's meant to be, but uh, very tough on the field. I think post the retirement of some stalwarts, Mahila uh, Jaiburdhane and Sangakara, I think the senior players have to uh, take their game a notch higher as well, the um, likes of Matthews and Chandimal as well, apart from the selection issues and all those things that Hishan mentioned. Uh, because uh, still a relatively younger side and uh, those players need to just uh, motivate the others as well. And uh, yeah, uh, I think Sri Lankan cricket should be back back on track. I think you, you mentioned the retirement of Sangakara and Jaya Warden and that was in 2015. So 
for for about two years we were we were in this what we quote unquote call this transition phase but i don't yeah. think transition phases are meant to last for five six years so hopefully you know like you mentioned you need the senior players to step step up dimut karna ratna i feel has done that in the test arena he's also our one day captain but uh, he needs the senior a core group of senior players matthews chandimal and i i believe dikwala now he has played enough cricket to be a very senior member of of the team uh, so it's it's about building a core of senior players who not only lead the team on the field but off the field lead by example too there have always been fitness and discipline issues even among those core group of players so this focus on on discipline uh, and and just generally the pride in playing for sri lanka hopefully comes back with this group of players going forward uh, and yeah it's it's really about uh, building and and giving responsibility to to the senior group uh, in the team yeah thanks a lot hishan these insights were really um... knowledgeable I, i i learned a lot about sri lankan cricket in the last segment that you uh, presented there and uh, uh, we definitely love to have you on for the uh, sri lanka west indies tour if you know if we can work things out but before we let you go we also want to get your prediction for the upcoming india england series what do you predict the score line to be Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> I I think you know what I am looking forward to is I I think the way India performed in Australia was one of the one of the brilliant test matches that I have test series. Sorry, I have watched uh, since I was since I have been watching test cricket now. Um, and if that is anything to go by, I I don't see how anybody is beating India, especially when you are playing at home. um the big the big point here for me is the the number of people that are coming into the squad who are not part of the squad at the gabba so of course we have uh, virat kohli coming in uh, but i believe uh, you have uh, ashwin will be, should be playing that first game hardik should be probably in the team in the starting 11 i assume which means that he's also probably bowling uh but my prediction i i think india should win this series uh, 3-1 maybe uh, if not if not 4-0 uh, jorud is great but uh, i don't think he can do it alone uh, in in india so 3-1 is my prediction okay we'll we'll hold you to that once the series is done uh, but uh, thanks a lot hishan this episode has been wonderful and um uh, we look forward to having you on again thank you for having me adit and gaurav Thank you very much. Thanks a lot for your pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, yeah, thanks yeah. a lot for coming. Yeah, thanks for your time as well, Gaurav. And um, please consider subscribing not only to us at Smell the Leather but also to the Armchair Critic Six on Twitter uh, for, as you can see, wonderful cricketing insights. So uh, thanks a lot, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, this is us signing off. Goodbye.